to Natural MD Radio, your place to hear the whole truth on health and medicine for women and children and get the tools you need to take back your health naturally starting now. I'm Dr. Aviva Ram. If you're pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant anytime in, say, the next year, Preparing your body for a healthy pregnancy and nourishing your growing baby are probably top of mind. Along with eating well to optimize fertility and pregnancy health, this is the time many women consider whether or not to take a prenatal vitamin, and there are so many options to choose from. In fact, one of the most common questions I get is, do I need a prenatal vitamin, Dr. Aviva? And if so, how do I know if I'm getting a good quality one? I'd love to share why prenatal vitamins can help optimize preconception and pregnancy and what exactly I recommend to the women I work with. Let's clear the confusion so you can feel confident in the choice you make for your health and baby's health. Welcome to Natural MD Radio, episode 142, Prenatal Vitamins, Do I Need One and What to Choose? I'm your host, Dr. Aviva Ram, a midwife and MD specializing in women's health and obstetrics, and I'm so delighted to be here with you. Do I need a prenatal vitamin? The bottom line is, yes, I recommend all women in their childbearing years take a prenatal vitamin. While ideally we'd be getting all of the nutrients we need from our diet, between modern agriculture, depleted soil, our busy lives, medications including the birth control pill which deplete us of important nutrients, and symptoms like prenatal nausea that can limit our food intake, unfortunately, we're often just not getting all we need from our diet. Major studies show that most women of childbearing age, including most women in the U.S., are chronically low in numerous nutrients, including protein, vitamin B6, vitamin E, vitamin D, folate or folic acid, essential fatty acids, iron, iodine, calcium, zinc, and magnesium, all of which are critical for optimal well-being of mom and baby from conception through pregnancy and even postpartum. Many women are going into pregnancy already nutrient depleted, and then added to this are the naturally increased nutrient needs during pregnancy. Of course, food should always be the first source of nutrition. Prenatal vitamins don't take the place of a healthy diet in creating a strong nutrition foundation for you and baby, but they are an extra insurance policy to help bridge the gaps in what's missing. To learn more about an optimal fertility diet, which is also an excellent start to a healthy pregnancy diet, head over to my website and listen to the podcast or read the article, The Optimal Fertility Diet. Numerous studies show that taking a prenatal vitamin supplement not only improves the health of the baby, but also the health of the mom. Benefits include improved likelihood of becoming pregnant and the reduced risk of miscarriage, prenatal anxiety and depression, and postpartum depression. There's also reduced risk in pregnancy of complications including gestational hypertension, preeclampsia, preterm birth, low birth weight, birth defects, and stillbirth, all of which, of course, have a massive impact on your life, your experience of pregnancy, your emotions, as well as carrying long-term consequences potentially for your baby. We also know that taking a prenatal vitamin reduces complications associated with prematurity, which in and of itself has an an enormous emotional cost on you and your family, long hospital stays, and financial costs. And we know there's a reduced risk of autism in women who do take a prenatal vitamin. We also see lower rates of long-term chronic problems that affect our children later in life, for example, diabetes and cardiovascular disease, 
when preconception and, and pregnancy nutrition is optimized. I suggest all women in their childbearing years who are sexually active take a prenatal supplement. The reality is, is that half of the pregnancies in the U.S. are unplanned, meaning many women don't have the opportunity to optimize preconception nutrition intentionally before realizing they're pregnant. This is particularly important because one nutrient, folic acid, is essential for the healthy development of the baby's nervous system, which largely takes place before most women even realize they're pregnant. Taking a prenatal vitamin can give you the assurance that when you do become pregnant, you have a basic buffer against the nutritional depletions you may already have, and also buffers you, interestingly, from nutrient depletions caused by the birth control pill if you've been taking that until trying to conceive. It becomes especially important when you start thinking about becoming pregnant as part of a healthy preconception plan or a fertility plan, which will not only optimize your health when you're pregnant, but also optimizes conception and fertility, including if you're using any assisted reproduction, IUI, IVF, etc. If possible, I recommend starting three to six months in advance. If you don't have the opportunity, at least begin as soon as you know you've conceived. After baby is born, I recommend remaining on your prenatal vitamin for at least three months, and if you're breastfeeding, at least 12 months, including for a few months after you've weaned, to replenish your nutrients. And if you plan to become pregnant again, just stay on the prenatal vitamin as your daily nutrient supplement. However, not all prenatal vitamins are created equally, and it's not simply a prenatal vitamin that we need. There's an array of nutrients that truly support optimal nutrition for you and baby. Too often I hear that while women are recommended to take a prenatal vitamin at their first prenatal visit, most are told it doesn't matter which they choose. They all provide what they need. In medical school, we were even taught just to recommend Flintstones chewables to moms with prenatal nausea to make them easy and palatable to take. While it is actually still better to get any prenatal vitamin over none, unfortunately, many prenatal vitamins fall short of meeting preconception and prenatal needs, not to mention that many are loaded with all sorts of additives, fillers, and artificial colors. When evaluating the quality of prenatal vitamins, I look at both the level of key nutrients they provide against standards for what we know is optimal for pregnant women to receive, as well as they are as the form that they're in since both influence how well the body is able to use and absorb the nutrients, in other words, their bioavailability. It's also important to recognize that while nutrient levels may meet the percent daily value listed on the label, it doesn't mean that that amount is actually the optimal amount we need. Rather, it's simply the percent of that nutrient that meets the expected average daily intake need for any healthy adult, not specific to women, let alone pregnancy needs. Optimal standards do, however, exist. One just has to dig a little into the medical literature to find them, something I've been doing and teaching midwives and physicians for two decades now. Here are the nutrients I look for when evaluating prenatal vitamin quality and why. Methylfolate. In another article and podcast, I talk about the importance of methylation and the MTHFR gene. Just go ahead and write down MTHFR if you want a little chuckle, especially if you're a New Yorker or drop F-bombs like a sailor, like I have a habit of doing. The MTHFR gene and methylation are critical for a baby's, the baby's uh, chromosome formation, the nervous system formation, as well as mom's health. 
Adequate levels improve egg quality and prevent miscarriage, as well as pregnancy complications, including preeclampsia and placental abruption. It prevents neural tube and other defects in baby and may protect against autism. For these benefits, it needs to be taken in the first 28 days of pregnancy. It also protects against prenatal and postpartum depression in mom. However, if you have the MTHFR gene, you can't make full use of what you're getting from your regular diet or the regular folic acid found in most prenatal vitamins or vitamins in general. That's why I put all women who are planning to conceive or who are pregnant on methylfolate, which is a form everyone can metabolize. Your prenatal vitamin should contain 400 to 800 micrograms of methylfolate. Some will contain up to a milligram, and that's an okay amount. Vitamin B6. This vitamin supports healthy levels of progesterone, which create a healthy lining for implantation. Many women enter pregnancy low in B6, especially if they've been using hormonal contraceptives. It's best to use the the active form pyridoxal 5-phosphate, or P5P, in a range of 5 to 10 milligrams a day. Going into pregnancy with adequate B6 may also prevent morning sickness, and it can be supplemented up to 100 micrograms a day if you do get this common pregnancy symptom. Iron. Now, not all prenatal supplements need to contain iron. In fact, you only need iron in your prenatal vitamin if you have low iron or anemia. Now, many do contain it, but unfortunately, it's constipating. So you want to make sure that you're getting prenatal vitamins that have it in ideally a non-constipating form like an iron chelate or don't contain it at all unless you actually need the iron. Low iron and anemia are associated with many adverse outcomes for mom and baby. Anemia can lead to reduced maternal immunity, which increases infection rates and is associated with intrauterine infection. Iron supplementation leads to longer gestation and improved birth weight for baby if mom's low. A prenatal vitamin that includes iron also reduces ovulatory infertility. So if you're struggling with fertility challenges, then you do want to make sure to at least have adequate iron levels based on testing, blood testing, um, or include a prenatal vitamin that includes iron. Your prenatal vitamin should contain 27 milligrams, ideally of iron chelate, which again is the non-constipating form. Iodine. This mineral is critical to healthy thyroid function and therefore to healthy menstrual cycles and fertility, as well as prevention of miscarriage and stillbirth. Once pregnant, it's also critical to your baby's thyroid, brain development, and central nervous system development. Even mild iodine insufficiency can affect your thyroid health and your fertility. And significant deficiency is associated with reduced cognitive development in baby. Your prenatal vitamin should contain a daily dose of ideally 200 to 250 micrograms of iron. It's important to note, however, that excess intake can cause thyroid suppression in the baby. So if you're taking an iodine supplement that exceeds that amount, for example, you were put on a natural thyroid supplement for breast health or for thyroid care, you want to make sure to decrease to the recommended dose only once you're starting to try to conceive or once you're pregnant. Choline is a fatty acid that's essential for baby's neurologic development and uh, signaling in the nervous system and cognitive function, especially memory, focus, and attention. Adequate intake may prevent birth defects and provides your child with stress resilience and protection from anxiety. 
While it can be obtained from the diet, many women's diets fall short, especially if you don't eat eggs, which is one of the primary sources aside from beef and calf liver. And I actually don't recommend calf liver for any woman during preconception or pregnancy due to the high level of environmental contaminants in organ meats. Your prenatal vitamin should contain 400 milligrams. Zinc. This is another mineral that plays a tremendously important role in conception and pregnancy. It plays a role in ovulation, supports healthy estrogen and progesterone levels, which are important both for regular cycles, fertility, but also maintaining a healthy pregnancy, and it's important for optimal immune function. It protects the developing egg against something called oxidative damage, supports healthy oocyte development, so the healthy development of the egg into the embryo, and is important for fetal brain development and function. Your prenatal vitamin should include between 15 and 45 milligrams of zinc daily. Now, while a good quality prenatal vitamin covers most of what you need, there are also a few additional nutrients that I recommend supplementing with since they're either not found in prenatal vitamins or if they are, the amounts are truly too low to meet your prenatal needs. One of these is omega-3 fatty acids. Omega-3s play an essential role in conception and the formation and development of the oocyte and embryo. Higher intake is associated with better ovarian reserve and higher rates of conception. Your intake of DHA, one of the omega-3s prenatally, is also critical for baby's brain and neurologic development and may help prevent preterm labor regardless of any other risk factors. Interestingly, a couple of studies have shown that it can also improve stress resilience, including to even severe social stressors for mom and baby, while EPA, another omega-3, can prevent prenatal and postpartum depression. I recommend a combined DHA-EPA, either from fish oil or a vegan source like algae. Vitamin D plays a strong role in sex hormone production, like estrogen and progesterone, and is associated with improved fertility. It can reduce insulin resistance in women with PCOS and thus plays a role in fertility and conception in women struggling with that condition. And it plays a role in preventing and treating fibroids and endometriosis. It promotes healthy follicle formation in the ovaries. And in studies of women undergoing IVF, women with higher vitamin D levels have not only increased pregnancy rates by 35%, but higher quality embryos compared to those who are deficient. It also appears to prevent preterm labor. Food sources are eggs and fatty fish and cod liver oil, and sunshine is also an important source, but dietary sources and sunshine aren't usually enough to meet fertility and pregnancy needs. The dose, the amount that is in prenatals is typically much lower than needed, so a separate supplement is required. For most women, 2,000 international units, which is the unit of measurement for vitamin D, um, will meet your um, your intake needs, even if you have a deficiency. But it is ideal to have your levels checked and to supplement accordingly because women with a serum vitamin D level of greater than 30 nanograms per milliliter have the greatest chances of getting pregnant. Finally, last but not least, is a probiotic. Taking a probiotic may augment fertility and conception, including with IVF, and healthy pregnancy in a variety of ways. Disruption in the vaginal microbiome can favor the growth of organisms that interfere with fertility and increase pregnancy risks, including miscarriage and preterm birth, as well as group B strep. 
Women undergoing IVF often have higher levels of BV, bacterial vaginosis, and abnormal vaginal flora, which is now suspected to be a cause of infertility and may also interfere with IVF success. Probiotics can help reduce inflammation and regulate blood sugar. Taking a probiotic containing a broad spectrum of lactobacillus species may provide you with a fertility advantage, and taking lactobacillus rhamnosus during pregnancy may also prevent urinary tract infections, gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, prenatal and postpartum anxiety and depression, and women who take a probiotic through the third trimester may help prevent eczema, allergies, and asthma in their babies. So what prenatal do you take? So many women ask me what prenatal I recommend, and I get it. Between the numerous options and lack of guidance, it's really confusing and overwhelming. And who wants to pay top dollar for supplements if they're still inadequate in certain nutrients? And so many are. While I typically don't recommend specific products, this is an area where I do feel it's important to share those that truly are high quality. To make your life a little easier, my team, consisting of a licensed nutritionist who's interning with me and a registered dietitian who helps me with my practice and my online programs, and I did a deep dive into prenatal vitamin products, both those typically recommended by physicians, for example, medical grade ones, and those available over the counter or online to identify the best sources, the best options that we can feel really good about. We evaluated not only the nutrients, but also the sourcing of ingredients, the presence of additives or fillers, as well as the company's testing standards and their ethos surrounding their environmental impact, including their packaging. While not all of these options that I share with you meet the exact amounts I specify in this talk, they do come very close and I feel confident in recommending them as good options. When looking at the price point, and yes, they are expensive compared to conventional brands, which is why I really want to reemphasize that the studies show any prenatal vitamin is better than none. Also, look at what's included because some of the ones I share with you are all-in-one prenatal nutrition packets that include not only a prenatal vitamin itself, but also essential fatty acids, vitamin D, and sometimes a probiotic. Unfortunately, when evaluating other over-the-counter products and also the medical-grade ones, none, none of them really came close to the requirements that I recommend and that are considered optimal. I understand that some of these options may be cost-prohibitive, and I hope to offset this through the Replenish formulary over on my website, which you can access and find many of the products that I recommend at a 20% discount. Please know that I have absolutely no financial arrangements with any of the prenatal supplement companies, any, nor any financial arrangements of any kind with any of the companies in the chart that you can download by going over to avivaram.com forward slash 142. That's avivaram.com forward slash 142. Or you can Google my name and prenatal vitamins if you forget. That's just the episode number for this podcast. And in that, you'll find the complete transcript of this episode so that you don't have to remember all this information in your head, all the doses, etc., and a free chart that you can download, which is the complete review of the top supplement companies that met the criteria for nutrient uh, inclusion as well as product quality, as well as environmental ethos. 
Also keep in mind that this is not an exhaustive list. There are many other companies out there. And in fact, right now, prenatal supplement companies are a really hot investment pathway with that is just flowing with venture capital. So we're bound to see more companies popping up. You can access the prenatal vitamin review over at my website, and you can also use this article and the prenatal vitamin review to compare to another supplement that you might be considering taking. So once we know the quality is there, the decision of which supplement to take really becomes a matter of your personal preference and tolerance the dose, the cost, the form, how many you have to take each day, and a little bit of trial and error to find out what works all come into play. What one woman loves, another may get nauseated at the smell of, which is why knowing about several available options and different forms, for example, traditional tablets, gummies, powders, and how many you have to take daily is really important. And if you have trouble taking a prenatal, you're not alone. Prenatal vitamins were the thing that made me the most nauseated when I was pregnant. I would have loved, for example, to have a gummy option, but they didn't exist at the time. Here are the tips that I've also found that work best for tolerating your prenatal supplements while you're pregnant, especially if you're having morning sickness, which, as you know if you've ever had it, can last all day or happen any time of the day. So here are the top four suggestions for tolerating your prenatal vitamin. One, always take your prenatal supplements with food and avoid completely, like never take it on an empty stomach. Two, try taking them late in the morning or at lunch, and then if you have to take a second dose, late afternoon, instead of taking it either early in the day or late at night. I find that taking it in the morning can make women really nauseated because their stomach acid hasn't quite gotten revved up yet, while taking them late in the evening or before bed can cause heartburn for some women, especially later in the pregnancy. Three, take your prenatal supplements along with your meal, but also with something that's slightly acidic, like a small glass of lemon water or grapefruit juice, or a sparkling water that has a citrus um, flavor to it that seems to help women keep them down better and tolerate them better. And four, if you can't tolerate pills, try a gummy version like the Smarty Pants one, or a powdered form added to a smoothie like the needed prenatal vitamin that I talk about in the chart. As a mom, I know there is little more important than the health of your family. While the topic of prenatal vitamins has become a confusing and overwhelming one at times, it should be a simple but impactful step that you can easily take in your preconception and pregnancy journey. You deserve to feel empowered in the choices you make, knowing you're providing the best nourishment for your health and the health of your baby. And I hope this guidance helps you do just that. I really look forward to seeing you for the next episode of Natural MD Radio. But before we go, I have three big favors to ask you. One is to subscribe. Two is to rate and review this podcast. And three is to tell a friend or a pregnant person or someone trying to get pregnant that you know. These three three things are so important for this show. First, subscribing helps the show rise in the rankings and brings it to the attention of more women like you who are seeking information that will let them be the CEO of their health. Your support has kept this show displayed, for example, in What's Hot in Alternative Medicine since the beginning of the podcast in 2017. Leaving a review also helps the show. There are a lot of podcasts out there and more and more are coming every day and women are looking for the best ones. Your ratings and reviews help a lot because women say, hey, this person liked it and I'm going to give it a try. 
Also, most podcasts produced by big companies or with a lot of venture capital these days. And then there's me. We don't take money, not even advertising for this show, and we never have. So you and your reviews and word of mouth are the advertising that keeps this show free from that. Which brings me to the third ask. Please tell your friends about Natural MD Radio. Since they're your friends, I bet a lot of them would be interested too. If they're not app or podcast savvy, you can tell them how to subscribe or just take them over to the link on my website for the podcast and they can see how to subscribe over there. On my page, there are options for iTunes and for SoundCloud and others, both places that you can go and listen to the show. All you have to do is put Natural MD Radio into the web search and they'll all show up and you can pick where to listen and subscribe. So if you enjoy this show, make sure you subscribe, rate and review and tell a friend. I am so grateful for you joining me and I will see you next time. you enjoyed this episode of Natural MD Radio. If you did, please go to avivaram.com and join the conversation about the show on my blog. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. It's free and it's jam-packed with powerful tips to help you take back your health naturally. That's avivaram.com. Take care and see you next time.